There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, what's up? Hey, funny seeing you here. Yeah, we've had a pretty crazy week. Pretty interesting. And, you know, also with waiting on a new episode, yeah, like so a new show. We had to wait an extra week for this, but I think it was well worth the wait. Yeah. Like, we had what we thought might be some kind of tag team Maddie Blake special with William Shatner, but there yeah. was no Maddie Blake. A lot of William Shatner. A lot of William Shatner. And that <laughs> uh, that Drilling Down episode was actually quite awesome. It, it was. I think it blew past almost everybody's expectations because everybody had low expectations, I think. Well, you know what? So I have seen a ton of mixed feelings. It's either you really loved it or what was this? I didn't learn anything new, which is really unfortunate because I loved it. I loved it. I learned a lot of new things. Plus... Mm-hmm. It's just fun to get a little more background on the people that we already are invested in. Exactly. Right? And so, come on. We got so much good stuff with uh, Rick and Marty telling, you know, just mm-hmm. stories of how they got into the treasure hunt. We've got, man, Billy. Billy. Oh, my gosh. Craig. Paul. All the guys. You know, I wish we would have had more of that, you know, talking to each guy, what yeah. really got them into it, where they're origin story is <laughs> and it just it reminded me of a drilling down episode from last year which was like about the people mm-hmm. of the dig and that one was by far my favorite yeah so of course i like this one a lot this is probably my favorite episode of drilling down because it was just a lot of fun with william shatner mm-hmm. you know because he didn't seem to like know a whole bunch about everything as far as uh oak island goes and the uh what they're doing there mm-hmm. like he knew but maybe he was just kind of you know for the cameras like trying to because he's trying to tell a story right oh well that's just it yeah as a good interviewer you're trying to tell a story you're gonna be repeating things and kind of setting it up yeah. set the scene if you will yeah for those types of questions mm-hmm. and he did just that yeah it was good it was fun great interviewer it was fun yeah i had a blast yeah i'm uh so like i read something that somebody had posted uh it was like a screenshot of the producer kevin Mm. kevin burns yeah he's a producer of uh or one of the head honchos over at prometheus entertainment right and he had posted that when William Shatner showed up, he was supposed to be there for a half hour, and they thought they might get a couple minutes worth of useful footage to yeah. just do whatever with. Uh, he ended up staying for over three hours and just having a big, long conversation, and it turned into something really special. And it wasn't planned to be mm-hmm. a drilling down episode where they would – uh, you know, use an get an hour's worth of content out of it to make a whole episode. So, the fact that we got what we did, we're pretty lucky, and it turned out really good. I yeah, if he wasn't expecting to be there for more than like half an hour, I don't know how you can only spend half an hour at Oak <laughs> Island, but I mean that really says a lot. Then that he was intrigued, and at least I felt come through was he was very taken in by everybody there and just 
I don't know. I, I think he got a lot out of it, or else yeah. he wouldn't have hung out in the war room for three <laughs> hours. It, it was he more did. than... But, pro- you know, that's really great for us, but mm-hmm. for History Channel, mm-hmm. this is probably what's more important for them, mm-hmm. is that it intrigued you so much to go look at his show, The Unexplained. I did. And, and you... Was, I was digging it. Yeah, you, you told me it had vibes of a, of a show you used to watch <sighs> as a kid. So I loved Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And this just screamed unsolved myth. Like he walks out from behind the screen and he's the narration through it. Like, you know, the like unsolved Robert, mystery guy. That's his name, Robert Stack. But oh, yeah. Ro- Mr. Robert Stack. You know, yeah. it, he, William, Mr. William Shatner there mm-hmm. had that real, that feeling. Yeah, so you enjoyed the, the unexplained. I, did. I I came in, like you had watched an episode or two and I wasn't at home, mm-hmm. but you came in and told me that. And I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I haven't had a chance of watching it yet, but you know what? I guarantee you I'm going to watch it tomorrow night. Yeah, it even had kind of like its own little theme music that it just, the whole thing felt very it was unsolved very, mysteries. It was that kind of a package for you, huh? Yeah, it was. It made fun. me happy inside. Oh, that's fun. So uh, tomorrow night, they're going to have a new episode. Right now, we're recording this live on mm-hmm. Friday. Yes. And on Saturday night, I think at 10 p.m., mm-hmm. they have a new episode of The Unexplained. Yes. And, it, you know, it's William Shatner, but it's going to be an episode about Oak Island. Mm-hmm. So tune in. Right? Yeah. I saw Paul on there Paul talking Troutman, yeah. and kind of giving us some background. I found it really interesting when he got to talking about the teaser Mm-hmm. which actually was hilarious because I wouldn't be scared of a pirate ship called the Teaser <laughs> either. But, it, you know, there's a lot of knowledge there, and it was really cool to see that. It was, like, super cool. So, yeah, um, I'm going to tune into that. I'm excited for it. I was excited to see that episode of Drilling Down, so I give it two thumbs up. Or I give it a thumb up. Do you give it a thumb up? Yeah. That's two thumbs Sorry, up. Sorry, two thumbs there up, one from each of us. There you go. Uh, do so, you want to share something? Yeah. I mean, we. Uh, so this has just been a really crazy week as far as Oak Island goes mm-hmm. because we had those two great episodes. Like the episode that we haven't talked about yet, the, the main deal that everybody's here to, to hear us discuss is yes. the new episode. And that was great too. But mm-hmm. we had William Shatner. We had like... Our Oak Island trading cards are a complete set now, and they are sent out to all of our patrons. So thanks to everybody that supported us to make that possible. And we're overwhelmed with the... uh, The feedback. Yeah, the feedback and the responses from people enjoying those cards. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. If you want some Oak Island... Or sorry, you go to patreon.com slash Oak Island podcast or... Okay. That's how you get them every month. Yeah. You're set of six uh, as mm-hmm. soon as they come out because we have had such a I, I like a flood of <laughs> questions since they came out uh, we worked all day yesterday getting the link set up so that you would be able to buy them on our website and uh, be able to buy them on Facebook I'll flip it so that you can buy them on Facebook hopefully as long as I understand this link correctly <laughs> that'll go live today otherwise you can uh, get them on the website which is oakislandpodcast.com mm-hmm. uh, got to get that in because our next set of orders that we'll put in for printing will come from however many orders come yep so if you want them there's a way to get them yes all right and one more thing before we get on to this week's episode we had an awesome uh thing pop up in our email today yeah. we had the voice of 
the Curse of Oak Island, Mr. Robert Clotworthy sent us a video via Cameo. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, it was pretty awesome, pretty special. I'm going to play it right now through my phone because we don't have it. You know, we just got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not on our computer yet. But here, listen to what Robert Clotworthy has to say, not just to us, but to all of to you, you guys. Yeah, all of you listening as well. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Hey there. This is Robert Clotworthy, the voice of America's favorite cable television show on Tuesday nights, The Curse of Oak Island. That's right. We get over 3 million people tuning in each and every week, and I want to say thank you to every single one of you. also want to give a big shout-out to Deidre and Dustin White and their Could It Be an Oak Island podcast. They want to know what my favorite hashtag Clotworthy moment is. Well, my personal favorite is the one that's happening right now, being able to say hey to everyone. So uh, the question is, could it be? The answer is... Marty and Rick Lagina, keep digging. Thanks, everybody. That was fantastic. How cool is that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, Thank uh, you, Robert. Yeah, thank you, Robert Clotworthy. That was unbelievable. Plus, Dream come true. Yeah, and, you know, his favorite Clotworthy moment is what's happening right now, right, right as he's speaking, you know? Like, that almost brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> okay, not quite, but beautiful stuff. Thank you, Robert. You're awesome. And... Now I guess we can talk about the episode, right? Yeah, we can actually talk about the episode. All right. Okay, let's start with the one that started before the episode. Okay, what's before that? Shatner. Oh, I thought we already did the we Shatner thing. We did not thing. do Shatner. Yeah, more? We've... All right, let's hear there it. There is more. <laughs> there is more. All right, let's hear it. I, I loved it. Oh, I loved and it too. It was great. Some of my favorite things were, okay, we found out Paul... Mm-hmm. Uh, so his father had shown him the video of him working out on the island. Mm-hmm. What was and that, 1965 or something? When he was 11. Okay. That, that's all I know. I was like, whoa, that, you know, that's really cool. He had never heard of it till then. And then his father passed away within that year. I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, that just gets up my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. I lost my father when I was young and... If I was in a similar situation, I know I'd be diving right in and, you know, it kind of, it's one of those he's following the path and I thought that was just a really nice moment to get a little bit more of what Paul's story was. Yeah, for sure. Because we don't see him as much. Yeah, but you you know he's there, you know he's into it, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a hardcore researcher. Mm -hmm. So... Dave is amazing, right? <laughs> I I love him kind of challenging Shatner. Yeah, like, he jumps in. Why shouldn't we find it? <laughs> uh, well, there's been a lot of learned men before. And I'm like, no, go get him, Dave. Go get him. <laughs> Let and, him have it. Yep. But then Craig launches into kind of like a mini speech that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I actually wanted to play that. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, so we could chat about it real Craig's quick. Great speech, okay. Most everybody that came along thought it's been 10 years, it's been 15 years, there's new technology, we'll apply it, we'll solve it. And uh, and so they do. Um, and, and we were very similar in thinking that, you know, we'll, we'll apply modern physics, modern ground penetrating radar, modern whatever, and, and come up with results. You look at anything that's been discovered Somebody was trying to discover it before that person and didn't. There, pe- people fail all the time. So coming here, uh, knowing that people have failed, that doesn't bother doesn't me bother for you. a second. That right there, 
that kind of the end of people fail all the time. So obviously a lot of people failed before them. Mm -hmm. So why not? Like I've told when I was doing a lot of training in my job, I would often have to remind people I have failed more times at something than you have tried it. So don't be afraid of failure. Whenever one of these shows comes up and people are like, oh, well, that didn't work. It was a failure. And they get so upset about it. I just keep thinking why we okay, we know one more way it doesn't work. I feel that's you. treasure hunting. Mm-hmm. That's life. Yeah, I I have uh, conversations with people all the time. I've had a, t- a conversation today with people about uh, the secret treasure hunt that we're mm-hmm. really into, and uh, that we were on the Expedition Unknown episode for last year. Yeah, and he was uh, I don't know. It seems like uh, some people like to try to bring ideas down, like mm-hmm. if they don't they don't think they could be a thing, mm-hmm. but. It's like, just because it didn't work for you doesn't mean you went far enough to mm-hmm. get the to get the result that you could have had. Maybe that is the right answer. You just didn't dig deep enough, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I totally feel what Craig is saying there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you miss something, there's no harm for trying again. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're the next, if someone that failed before you, that doesn't mean you're going to be defined by that failure because mm-hmm. you have your own path, your own uh you you do your own thing and then you if you fail again yeah. guess what you can then try again or you can just be a failure but you know mm-hmm. um e- even if you are a you know quote unquote failure i don't think that's a great way of looking at the people that have come before because mm-hmm. everybody has added something to the oak island like just the journey everything the... right yeah i mean even though like some of this that wasn't written down was passed down, you know, verbally, or like they say, the lore of Oak Island. It doesn't mean there's not some truth in it or some untruths. Uh, Like you said, maybe you're just missing one small piece of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're right, but you're just, like I said, missing that one little thing, or you have that one little thing, but you're not missing this, you know, not seeing this other one. So, for me, I just, I love the way Craig put that. Yes, this isn't specifically Oak Island. This is like life related, mm-hmm. but I just kind of liked seeing that and hearing that from them. I, I can appreciate what he had to say there. It's very good. It is. But then the speech that has been blowing up the internet and brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> Did I didn't really? actually cry, but I was like, this is why Billy's my hero. Came shortly after the Billy speech. Okay, the Billy speech. Can we hear that? Oh, we can, and we will. Yeah. And when I look around the table, you know, I don't. Everybody in the history has made a lot of of great effort, but we have an archaeologist, we have an engineer, we have dedicated leadership, we have people who are driven to work harder than mostly anybody that you'll ever know. We got a metal detector. We have a surveyor that brings technology that you wouldn't believe, and you can see the money pit in 3D. Nobody could ever see that before. And we have historians that tell us, if we don't know where we've been, we don't know where we're going. So we have their leadership. So I, I think we have a better chance. You shorted chance to- yourself, Billy. <laughs> and we have a guy who knows has dug a lot of holes around here. <laughs> Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> Goes the dynamite. Billy yeah. is 
the man. Billy is the man, but he was given the praise all over the place. Well, he was, and I and he should be the whole. We have people that have worked harder than anybody you've ever known. I'm like, <laughs> you get him, Billy. Yeah, Give him damn. a shovel and show him what hard work looks <laughs> like. That, I was just very touched. Right there. It was great. Describe the fellowship of the dig. Yeah. That, you know, like Rick said, Marty dubbed it. And can we agree, like after watching the beginning of the episode, Rick talks like he's from a whole different time. Yeah, he does. He has a lot. He has a vocabulary that isn't uh, <laughs> common. No, <laughs> he has. A, it's he, impressive. He, has, he uses a lot of words that aren't in day to day usage anymore. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's amazing. There's probably like it five people kinda... on Earth that use some of those words. Mm -hmm. He's one of them. Yeah, you know? like frequently. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and those around him have learned to carry a thesaurus. I'm sure mm -hmm. uh, it, it's impressive. It sure is. So. Uh, let's see here. Do I have anything else to add? Do, do, do. It was just great. All that what William Shatner stuff was fun. It, like, was. it exceeded everybody's expectations. Because everyone was like, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Like, why are they bringing Shatner on here? How dumb. You know, like, I read a lot of that. <laughs> Me too. You know, I read a lot of that. And then the people are like, oh, it wasn't so bad. That was actually entertaining. That was pretty good. And I'm like, well, what did you expect? There's... There's still naysayers. I'm like, hey, stop neighing. I know. Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's bummer though. Like, there's a oh, th well. There's too many naysayers, but whatever. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We got the fellowship here yeah. because we are stewards of a great mystery. Is that what they say? That's what Rick says. Okay. And Shatner was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, totally. Okay, maybe I guess we should uh, carry on to. The normal, the to the actual show. Okay, sure. So, the the show opened up in the war room, at yes. like like where last episode left off, right? Yes. They just got some the C fourteen carbon dating. Yes. From the wood that they found in what could be the original money pit, or at least, you know, in that potentially. Ballpark, right? The goal is to see if it's within that range. Yeah, it was the. Wood that was dated to 1626, or, you know, that's like the early end of the dating. And it was a sample from a hundred, over 100 feet down. They were discussing that still. I mean, they've been discussing it for basically two weeks, right? Between the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Craig recommended that a new caisson be put in to get the to get a man down there, basically, right? Yeah, the because Marty's like, now, okay, so what do we do now that we have this information back? It's possible that it could be original money pit. Craig says it begs for a can. Yep. I say, yes, it does. It's begging. Let's do this. Yeah, so they're going to contact Irving Equipment. They're going to yep. talk to Rock, uh, the people that bring the, uh, what was that? The it, oscillator. Oscillator. Yeah, it's on tip of my tongue. But yeah, Got to call the, Vanessa. Yeah, I got to call Vanessa up, get them down there, you know, get drilling some. Some uh, big can down there, huh? Let's get some can. Let's get some hammer grab. It is time to start pulling up some it, wood. It, it was a little bit of a, like, hmm, when they were showing the distance between H8 and where they're going to be looking to drill this new, or put this new case on in. Mm -hmm. H8 is about 25 feet away, and that's the one that they found all the really cool stuff in, you mm -hmm. know, like the human bones, mm, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so it's just, it's kind of, I wonder why they drew attention to that on the show. As like, far as yeah. where H8 was yeah. in comparison. Yeah, like why'd they even bring that up? 
maybe they find some more human bones in it and they're kind of like, you know, giving you, uh, uh, like making you think like, oh, what happened in H8? All maybe. A couple and years ago. They could be re- kind of referring back to the idea of the collapse and this debris field that would be of the money pit mm-hmm. and what's between H8 and yeah, right could there. could just be big spread out, huh? It, it could be. The problem is we don't know. We don't know. The world may never know. Or but, we may know soon. Or the Fellowship of the Dig might get right on it, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, so what do you want to talk about first? The work that happened over in Smith's Cove, the swamp, or in the money pit? Let's see here. Or the uplands. Oh, man, all these places. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and start in on Smith's Cove. Okay. So they're working in the bump out, right? Yes. And they're they're doing their dig, 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 dig. It's what they like to do. It is what they like to do. So Jack, Billy- Lair, yeah, Laird and Craig mm-hmm. check in with Rick. Yep. And they're going to get approval. Well, no, they get approval from Laird to dig down next to the box with the excavator. Yeah. So archaeologist says. Go for it. We're, we're safe cultural. Yeah, because he's probably looking at it and saying, yeah, there's no chance that that's like from 17. From original. From 1600s or something, mm-hmm. you know. So they don't. They, I think they just don't tell us that straight away on the show because they want to leave a little bit of intrigue in there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, if it was like something that's really sensitive and important, he'd probably be like, no, 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 guys, let's uh, take this a little more slow. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was probably hip to the groove about well, what was going on. Oak Island's just a whole different ball of wax as it is, right? Yeah. Well, I've read that Laird isn't so concerned about a lot of things in the Money Pit area and Smith's Cove because it's been so torn up over the yeah. years that, I mean, none of it's like undisturbed you know lots of disturbing yeah so it's like you know if it was more undisturbed stuff he'd be you know taking a bigger role i think Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure that he would be willing to step and be like whoa we need to kind of slow it down if you will but then they kind of talk about how to approach this because everyone agrees without fasteners and how it's been constructed that Maybe it is super old. No, well, that maybe it can collapse. Well, that too. Because Craig, I mean, that, you know, he's an engineer. That's one of his first concerns. Yeah. Uh, they talk to Billy. They're going to dig down the front of the structure, but leave, you know. The structure we're talking about is Mike's box. Yeah, sorry. Mike's box. Mm-hmm. And then Craig and Jack and whoever else will hand dig down. They're trying to get to the corners. Yeah. And. They're just kind of going to take it easy. And as we see, who is it, Jack and Craig jump in the giant hole. Mm-hmm. And it's an impressive structure, too. It by is. By the way, you know, like not knowing what it was actually used for, mm-hmm. like for the viewer and probably for the guys standing there, too. It's just mm-hmm. it's a pretty impressive structure, you know, like what the heck is this doing you know, under the, uh, like, below sea level. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. And as Jack points out, in order for them to do this, you are consistently waiting for that low tide, and then you have to roll the logs out and work until you're out of time. Mm-hmm. And, do it again and then the next it's going to come guess. back. It's just, like, yeah. this really long yeah, he process. Was, he was wondering how big the, like... How many, how much manpower would have been needed to do something like that? I mean, it could have been done over the course of like you know days or weeks. You know, mm-hmm. it could have been a very small team doing it, mm-hmm. but I mean, could have been a big team just doing it all at once, right when there's a low tide. 
Yeah, and if you've done it enough times, you know efficiently how to make it happen. Yeah, but it's just nuts. It's just nuts that that's there below sea level. Why? Mm-hmm. I wish we had some like more solid like why. Because Jack also said something like, yeah, well, this isn't connected to the flood tunnel, you know? Yeah. And that's what we had been hoping, so. Yeah, yeah nobody saw anything that looked flood tunnel related. Nothing flood tunnel-ish, except for those packed rocks off to the side that we saw a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's so. true. But, I mean, as far as the structure itself goes, eh, don't know. Uh, once they're in there, Jack notes the, like, the chunky peat at the bottom mm -hmm. and he's like yeah well, that smells bad and oh yeah yeah that's when craig is like so this looks like we're at the bottom then which would make sense if they've got down to like the peat moss and all that yeah um it just and and then we see jack get you know hit with some dirt <laughs> and he literally laughs at it yeah he's like meh this all this build up yeah, we've for been how for that. long? We've been waiting for that all season. I think Jack's like laid up in a hospital bed, and he's like, <laughs> like "Man, he's like, what a teaser!" His brushes off his shoulders, like, "No big deal. I'm good." I'm good. And Craig's like, "Yeah, let's get out of here. This <laughs> obviously looks to be an issue." Um, I everybody agreed ahead of time that it was very likely it could collapse, and Craig is like, "Yeah, it's looking." More and more likely. Yeah, but then it does collapse. It does. The camera shakes a lot, and, you know, we get a, mm -hmm. a rumble sound, you know. Of course. Um, let's see here. And then it all, like, half the, the if we're looking at it from from the bump out, mm -hmm. it's the left side collapsed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rick came in, you know, assessed it and said, Assessed huh. it as there's a digger in there. And I was like, Rick. <laughs> I now understand why they're wearing hard hats more often, but they're not <laughs> here where it's a problem. Yeah, Rick's fine. Safety first. Yes. <laughs> Except for, I do appreciate them not wearing hats. It makes my job easier. Yeah, okay. That's all I got. That's all you got. But, yeah, so it collapsed, you know, Rick instructs them to fill in that other side, mm -hmm. you know, and they're kind of done with it. I thought it was interesting. So Craig points out the lack of like the way the cross beams are, et cetera, et cetera. And Craig and Jack are kind of standing up above while Rick has decided to dive in mm -hmm. for Billy's digging. And you hear him say to Jack, hey, w why don't you come stand over here instead, like move away? Mm -hmm. And then we see it collapse. I was like, well, Craig saw that. Coming. I bet you he's seen a few collapses in his time. Clairvoyant. Very much future. so. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah, you know what my favorite part about that whole thing was? What? Nobody blamed Billy. I know. So good Billy job, Billy. Billy looked crushed, though. Yeah, yeah like, but it wasn't his fault. You know, it was just, it, it was the construction, you know, it wasn't made to be hundreds of years in the ground and, you know, well, or however long it was. And what they were saying is, for Billy... It we should be okay if Billy stands off of it, you know, extra far, so that the pressure and the weight of the machine isn't pushing into this structure. So he's also using a really long arm, so he can't even see what he's digging. So he's literally digging blind and further away than where he would normally be doing it. And everyone's like, well, at least there's a second box, <laughs> and let's fill it 
in. It's I wouldn't be surprised if the way it was built was with earth around it. And that's why it's kind of fallen apart. Yeah, it wasn't made to have that side exposed. Mm-mm. Yeah. And that's why was it 10x that was collapsing when the water was coming out of it, the change in pressure? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it happens. That's why it we happens. got engineers, yo. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of probably the end of Mike's box for a while, huh? Yeah, Mike had two boxes. Now he's down to one. That's okay. That's okay. It's still there. Did they do any dendro testing on that, or were they waiting? Um, I don't remember, to be honest. I, I just don't remember hearing anything about it, but now that one's fallen apart, it f- seems like... I'm sure they... Yeah, didn't, yeah, they did, didn't they? Didn't they uh, cut off a piece... And sent it in a few weeks ago, and it was the sixteen something. I don't mm. know. Maybe one of uh, yeah. maybe one of yeah. our listeners can email us and uh, <laughs> uh, remind <laughs> I'm us. Go back and look at those notes. Yeah, or we could just listen to one of our old podcasts, right? <laughs> right. Actually, yeah, you're right. I have notes from all this stuff. Right. By the way, I'm gonna put the note, all my notes, up on Facebook again because I got a good response from that a couple cool. of weeks ago. Yeah. So why not? Hmm. Um, you want to talk about the uplands? Yes. That's a new terminology for us non, uh, you non know, people, islanders. people that don't go to the island all the time. <laughs> well, I was referring to it as the upper beach mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what I had heard of it. But I guess that makes sense. It's still upper. It's just not beach mm-hmm. anymore. So we're now in dirt so basically, of sand. I think we have the Cofferdam, Smith's Cove. The uplands, the caved-in area, mm-hmm. the highlands, mm-hmm. and then the money pit, right? Is that how the, yeah. the flow goes? I was going to say, that's not the name of all the places on the island. But I know, yeah, but, as you know, far I mean, as the flow goes. In a row, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. we'd be flowing, yo. So theoretically, from you know Smith's Cove, mm-hmm. through all those things, would be the finger drains to get to the money pit. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're interested. Yes. 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 Okay, the uplands. Mm-hmm. We have Marty, Alex, and Gary are out there excited to get a dig in. Yeah, so Marty just jumps right into that excavator. Billy yeah. must have been, uh, he's working somewhere else. Well, and like we learned from the uh, Shatner episode, as Craig testified, that Marty gets bored really easily. So this explains his extra jumping in to do some scooping. Great way to mix it up. Marty's really into the, the excavator. Excavator. <laughs> yes. I bet you he always wanted one growing well, up. Well, and then he's taken Alex under his wing, and later on in the episode, we have Alex in the excavator. Uh, yes. Right? So. It was, I was like, wow, but look at this. And at and, first, Alex looked a little, a little nervous. He was like, uh, okay, if you want me to. Well, then we see, then I know what's going on in Marty's head. Mm-hmm. In his head, he's saying, and one day we will rule the galaxy as father <laughs> and son. Right? Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> it. Because he's the master. Yeah. And Alex is the learner. Yeah, thanks. But it's really for Billy, that connection Billy, there. Billy's really the master. Yeah, though, he's right? the king of the cove, yo. The king of the cove, yo. All right. <laughs> okay, so they're looking for evidence of flood tunnels, convergence points. Because, as Marty points out, previous searchers actually knew more than what they know. But because we don't have the evidence of all these things in written records, you got to go back and you have to confirm and figure out where these things were. 
Yep, indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> yeah, so they're digging, they're digging, and they find a bunch of wood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody makes fun of Oak Island for, oh, they found wood, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody does it, Yeah, We do it But structures are made too, out of wood. Yeah, I mean, they're looking for wood. Mm-hmm. Like, they're looking, they, they want to find this stuff. And so yes. I'm excited when they find it. Yes. And it was the, okay, so the things that they found, they found a lot of, because, uh, you know, Sorry, Marty, you're not as surgical as Billy. Nobody know? is. So he's like kind of tearing up some of this wood, you yeah. know? But he, but he can't see. You know, yeah, sure. But he goes and he'll dig it up and mm-hmm. it'll splinter everywhere. But they eventually do get down deep enough to where they're able to see long planks mm-hmm. and long pieces of uh, what Gary comes in later and calls it, you know, um, what does he call it? Like ra- ra- long square. Uh, Square timbers. Yeah, so we yeah. had a square timber, and then we also had like a round log. I mean, mm-hmm. they found a, several different pieces of what appear to be a of wooden structures, and they're running like perpendicular to each other. Some of them are parallel. Maybe we're looking at the makings of a shaft or a convergence point. We really Some don't kind know. of tunnel. Just yeah, it very much could be searcher because mm-hmm. one of the one of my favorite things is Charles walks over <laughs> after Gary's you know found a nail and dates it to like 1800s right and he says to Charles oh yeah look at this oh oh hey Charles what what was going on here in the you know mid late 1800s Charles. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> He's a walking, talking okay. encyclopedia. You know what he reminds me of? Huh. A, a different History Channel TV show. Okay. You ever see a little TV show called Pawn Stars? Yes. You ever see when Rick has to call up one of his experts and it's this guy. He's a museum curator. He walks in. They call him the Beard, beard of, of knowledge, knowledge, okay? He reminds me of the Beard of Knowledge. Yeah. It's without the beard. Yeah. He's like the mason of knowledge. Ooh. That's good. So we got the mason of knowledge has shown up. Yeah. And he says, that's easy. Yeah. It's the churro company. Yeah. And. Done. done (laughs) Donezo, right? We had a debate last week about who would be best at Jeopardy or Family Feud. This was on our Oak Island pregame show that we do on Facebook. It's just a, it's not a podcast. So if you're interested in uh, getting a little bit more of us talking about Oak Island, go to, uh, go to Facebook, go to our Facebook page. An hour before the Curse of Oak Island is aired, uh, scheduled to begin on the East Coast, that's when we do a live stream for about 45 minutes to an hour and we chat about the upcoming episode. And, And we talked about, and we <laughs> debated about Jeopardy and who on you know the Curse of Oak Island team would be the best for the different game shows. Okay, but we're, we were talking about like Oak Island themed game shows yes. too, right? So like Oak Island Jeopardy in yes. particular. Okay. And right now, Charles just schooled us all. Yeah. Well, but, that's easy. Okay, I picked Charles during that uh, the uh, pregame show we did. Who did you pick? I picked everybody I wanted. You did not pick Charles. I, did we pick anybody? I picked Charles. Did we actually pick teams? This no, feels like no, dodgeball. No, We're, I just said I bet he would win. Oh, uh, and you yeah. said Doug would win. Yeah, I. Well, my initial thought was Doug is super smart. Well, like they're he, all super smart. I know they're all super smart, but <laughs> he knows now. a lot of the history and such, and he's been really quick on previous episodes of bringing that stuff up. But man, Charles comes in with like 
the utmost confidence. I'm starting to feel like Doug's going to have to be a leader. Charles is going to have to be a leader. And they're going to have to pick, you know, old school dodgeball style. Okay. For for a theoretical trivia game between all of the guys. Yes. Okay. Something that theoretical that we have made up. Good. Fun. Good. Yes. All right. Back to this episode. <laughs> Yeah. Back to reality. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah, so they think it might be a beginning of a shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, Marty wants to bring in Rick and Laird, mm-hmm. and they say that it's you know they're excited about it, mm-hmm. and they do this the following day. Marty says it appears to be well constructed. Laird asks if there's any record of it, and Marty says no. Mm-hmm. So then you know this is the next day now, and they run around the corner, and guess who's digging. It's not it's not Marty anymore. It's not Alex anymore. Uh no, because somebody's already waiting for them. Yeah, because he's, like, he's always first on the scene when it comes to a digger. Yeah, you know it'd be funny if Marty comes walking around the corner and then Billy checks his watch. He's like, he's like mm. You're late. <laughs> I've been here for three hours, bud. <laughs> I feel kidding. like Billy must be the guy that if you're not early, you're late. Probably because he is he is always there before the other people walk up. If <laughs> sure Billy is. Need, if Billy is supposed to be there, he's going to be there. Do you think he manages his own calendar, or does someone just tell him to be there? He I wonder just, if he, he has. I wonder if he has a need for an executive assistant. It's all in his. It's all in his head. He just knows. He doesn't have to look at it. Do you need an executive assistant, Billy? You? Yeah, I'll okay. do it. All right. I'll tell him when to be early places. He's like. He's like, I don't need you. He's like, I'm already there. (laughs) I'm already there. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, they show Laird all the planks and Mm -hmm. all the wood and uh, how some of them appear to be notched. That Mm -hmm. was uh, exciting to Marty. Yep. Gary says that the log they're looking at is similar to the U-shaped structure, Mm -hmm. wood from Smith's Cove. And... uh, yeah, then we have like a little voiceover of Robert Clotworthy saying that he reminds us that it was uh, specifically dated to 1790 or 69. Yeah, so yep. That's a quarter of a century before the discovery of the money pit. Which is bananas. It's, it's got to be something, right? Well, that's a big deal. I mean, you want things to date before the discovery of the money pit or else you're just looking at things from discovering and after. Mm-hmm. Right? I yeah. mean, we, we're looking for an origin story here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so that kind of wraps up that section. You know, they're mm-hmm. all there. You know, I think Steve joined them. We had... Yeah. Uh, Steve climbs in and says, let me shoot that. Yeah. And he just... And I giggled. He just, uh, you know, documents shoots the whole it. thing. I guess he shoots it. He documents the whole thing. Is that what the you prison know? pull of truth does? Yes. Pew, pew. <laughs> I, th- I feel like that's the sound it would make. No, it makes a... Bong, bong. Yeah. Kind of like okay. Gary's metal detectors, like boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's like R2-D2? Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. So I guess, you know what? I thought that we had something in the money pit. We didn't have any money pit this episode. No, we... we. I think they mentioned it briefly, but they did not go and do any drilling in the money pit. No. We didn't see Terry Mathis in this episode. Mm-mm. We didn't see the choice Sonic drilling guys, you Mm-mm. know, but... That's okay. I'm sure they'll be back next week. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt. But we did get an amazing field trip. I love field trips. I know. They're your favorite part of the show, aren't they? Oh, not my... Kind of. Okay. You really enjoy them. Like, Depends. It's it, a good way to mix it okay, up. Okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. When they go to Smith's Cove, you don't scream out, Smith's Cove! 
Okay, every time they go somewhere in a car, you always yell out, field, field trip. trip. You're like, you're excited. Okay, that's your favorite you're part right. of the show. So stop. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Billy's my favorite. I know. Billy's Bay. That's Billy's why Bay. I don't yell Smith's Cove. I go, Billy's Bay. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. But they do go to Ross Farm. Ross Farm? You mean New Ross? Yeah, New Ross to the Ross Farm Museum. That, Ross Farm Museum. Is that, that what it's called? Yes. Have you listened to the entire narration? I thought so. I just thought it was uh, Carmen uh, Legg's blacksmithing shop. I believe it's the shop. Ross Farm Heritage Museum. All right. Well, they go see Carmen Legg. And I schooled you. But sure. yes, they see Carmen Legg and the, he's thrilled he, to see him. He's their buddy, you know? Oh, he's, yeah. They're he, BFFs. He's basically, he's almost like a member of, a full-fledged member of the team now, mm-hmm. you know? So he is. He, they, they've uh, embraced him, and he gives them information they can't find elsewhere, right? Oh, yeah. And I love the way he delivers information in Do this you? in this particular <laughs> setting. It was fabulous. Yeah. It was It was a good, it was a good, good uh, session with Carmen Legg. <laughs> yes. So Gary, Marty, Alex, and Gary's got his, you know, little bag of stuff his bag of tricks yeah his bag of tricks and he's <laughs> got them set up in what order he wants to show them because yeah. you know he's looking for like the crescendo Heck yeah, at the he end. Yeah. and so what does he start with he shows him the thing that they thought was a spade or a shovel mm, head yeah and he goes no yeah well it looks <laughs> like a shovel to the point but it literally looks like the shape of a shovel head mm-hmm. and you know jack had suggested that and gary's mm-hmm. like you know what mate that's good you know like you know it's like it looked really good yeah but then i kind of had like a v8 moment where i'm like oh man <laughs> duh the metal's way too thin to be a spade maybe it's corroded you know kind of like it doesn't corrode evenly to okay. like that's true that's true hey it, wait you know what <clears throat> that reminded me of Something that William Shatner said. Hmm. Uh, he was talking like he couldn't understand what uh, oh, Gary was saying at one point. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Because it, it, H's didn't exist. Yeah, like uh, he doesn't do H's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, so we're on the history channel. Yeah, the history channel. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, kind of like the inge. Like yeah. that's why he says inge instead of hinge. Right? Yes. So, yes. It was pretty fabulous. Funny. Pretty but funny. That was the one point where I realized, right. Gary just doesn't do H's. Just I didn't realize do H's. That's that. Fine. I I didn't realize where the accent officially. Hey, you cut know what, Gary? H is it? Gary, you do you. It's fine. Gary's the man. It's no big deal. So, anyways, he said it's definitely not a shovel, mm-hmm. and he said it would go any place. You would have like uh, old sheet metal to cover something, and it instantly made me think of uh, the sheet metal that we see covering holes in homes where there was a um like a old wood burning stove and then it vents outside mm. then there's like a sheet metal covering and made me think oh yeah i could see why they'd use them on ships or on whatever common yeah things. like in boxes or whatever you, mm-hmm. you you know seal up something with a little piece of metal or you know it was probably like the duct tape of the day right mm-hmm so there yep. you go. Yeah. Um, and then they look at the what. Okay. So Gary wasn't sure. He's like, I think this is a pickaxe. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, definitely a pickaxe. Definitely like, a pickaxe. Whoo! Got one right. Yes. Right? <laughs> no, Gary knew what it was. But yeah, it's like a pickaxe head. Mm-hmm. And Carmen said, well, I think one of those sides was a little longer originally because, mm-hmm. you know, they're probably like even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but one of them's kind of broken. 
Yep. But he, you know, confirms that that's what that was. But something that was interesting is that type of pickaxe um, was it, it common in use between 1710 and 1790. Mm-hmm. Marty so, was thrilled by that. Yeah, well, I wrote in my notes that Marty was giddy at that information. Oh, yeah. Marty yeah. loved this trip. Yeah, he did. I think Marty's going to go to New Ross more often. I think he really oh, yeah. enjoys Carmen Lake. He likes field trips, I've mm-hmm. decided. Mm-hmm. Because he gets bored easy. He gets bored easy and Carmen so Lake trips bestows knowledge onto him. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a Marty. Mm-hmm. I, know. I decided that after this episode that I'm definitely a full-fledged Marty. Yeah. So uh, then what else do they have to show him? Then they show him. Uh, they pull out the strap or whatever. whatever. Um that Gary was saying he thought was to go around a chest, you know, full of treasure, because Gary's first jump is always to it being something it's treasure be something chest connected related. to a treasure chest. Right, you know, Duh. whether it's for pulling treasure up the... Uh, gangway? Yeah, gangway. Yeah. Like a chain gang? Yeah, I, I, no, like, okay, uh, up like the slipway. How oh, the that? slipway, thank you. Um <laughs> You know, uh, instead of being that one guy pushing the giant box yes. of treasure across the slipway by himself, you know, get a team of people to pull it. Yes, yes. Um, but he, Carmen seemed very fascinated by it and definitely knew what it was. Like, yeah. no problem at all. He just, he just, like, he just instantly knows. Like, he's like the blacksmith of knowledge, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if, um, if, uh, Charles is the the mason of knowledge. This guy's the blacksmith of knowledge. Like he just he's been around this stuff probably his entire life. He knows what it is. Well, and the way he delivers here is just no, you know, it's nonchalantly. He says, "Oh, now this is interesting," and then this is off a sailing ship, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "What?" Yeah, and he pulls out a ruler and starts measuring it. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh so yeah." I, a minute ago, um, I had the date wrong. I, I meant to say uh, mid 1700s for the pickaxe head. Mm-hmm. The it was the um, the strap that we're talking about right now that was dated somewhere between 1710 and 1790. Mm. Yes, because yes. that was the time that it was common to use a nine inch l- uh, length strap. You know, I think I think it was I think what they alluded to was that. Uh, nine inches was a common measurement on the ships because uh, for a lot of things. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was getting at. Or yeah, getting from it, it was very a very common ship. Yeah, for very common size for ships between seventeen ten and seventeen ninety, and he just was like, just so certain, mm-hmm. like, and then. Oh, just another fact. You should probably know this was in a sustained fire. Like he just. <laughs> He just keeps throwing the cookies at him. Like, and then Marty's like, whoa, oh, how do you know that? Oh, whoa, hey. Oh, yeah, this is off a sailing ship. Oh, yes, it would be very common for this, with this, and this day. Oh, yeah, you should probably know that was in a really hot fire. Like, you know, if someone was burning down a ship. And then I swear Marty's head just started exploding. And yeah. Like, you know, steam coming out of his ears and... And Gary is giddy and... Well, that's funny because I, I actually put in my notes that um, Marty giggled and asked <laughs> how that could have, uh, how he could possibly know that. Yeah. And Carmen said that the charred remains are embedded right into the fiber of the iron and he's okay. certain of it. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm excited for... Uh, 
I'm, I'm excited for their continued partnership with Carmen Leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is definitely a wealth of knowledge as far as that goes. So, so yeah, I mean, so a burnt, yeah, ship maybe, yeah, in well, the swamp. They they kind of finish the episode by going back to Mug and Anchor mm-hmm. to discuss with the rest of the team, right? Yep. So Gary, Alex, Marty meet up with. I think there was uh, Rick mm-hmm. and Charles and Jack, Jack. And was there anybody else? Um, and Dave. And they're, they get to tell them what they uh, fig- found out from Carmen Leg, And mm-hmm. I think they were all impressed. Oh, yeah. They were definitely all impressed. Marty was giving them a hard time that they were all there drinking, but they were out working hard. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was kind of funny. Like when he told them that, the first thing that, any of the guys did was Jack let out a huge long whistle. Remember? He's like, you know, I was like, you don't come on. Did you not watch the episode? I did watch the episode. <laughs> I did he, not. He I let, do not have a note about <laughs> Jack whistling. My, my note says when Gary told the assembled team about the ship, uh, oh, the, about the, the strap, Jack let out a long whistle, clearly impressed. That's in my notes. Okay. okay? But you. Had me had me thinking that he whistled like when they walked up to the table, and I'm going, that's a little weird. <laughs> no, okay. And then I put Jack said, "Wow, what's a ship doing down there?" Well, haven't we been working on a theory about the <laughs> ship down there? Yeah, come on, Jack, get up, get up with the times. It was <laughs> this interesting idea of the ship being burnt, and I thought it was really interesting on the tale of the episode with Shatner where. Paul talks about the teaser and it mm-hmm. exploding and the ships burning. And then uh, Dave talking about at 10 o'clock at night, a giant fireball. <laughs> you know, I'm not a superstitious or, you know. You're not into the paranormal? No, not. I mean, I obviously, I love me some unsolved mysteries mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. But I'm like, whoa. Maybe what's actually floating over the water is an exploded ship from the swamp. Boom. Goes the dynamite. Goes the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then kind of they ended the whole thing with Robert Clotworthy, you know, doing his ending spiel about kind of whatever he talks about, you know. Whatever he talks but about. But one of the things that they showed during that thing, yes. during that little ending thing, right before, right while the credits were rolling, they showed a new animation of uh, sh- the ship sinking in the swamp. Mm-hmm. That they showed this animation lots, mm-hmm. but they had a new animation because it was on fire. Mm-hmm. So I thought you'd like that. I, I did like that. Uh, they really start diving into the idea of maybe the ship got stuck when they brought it into that those <laughs> shallow waters. And then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You might as well burn it. That's a great way to get rid of evidence. Right? That's right. Yeah. I feel you. It really makes it makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. I like it. Could it be? It could. It could be. It could be. I mean, yeah, I mean, they did a lot to prove that ship seems pretty like, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's 100 percent or anything, you know, because, you know, we all need some data, but we can have the faith that mm-hmm. it sounds like something crazy happened with a ship in the swamp a long time ago. I've set come on a fire long and it was, the, ways. the remains were buried and, you know, because that paved stone area, you know, like I think... um Rick was saying, you know, it, it was if it was just a staging area where they were just like offloading and unloading stuff quickly, it didn't have to be perfectly level or anything. This, yeah, you know, especially, this, you know, make something to make it work. And then if they weren't going to use the area and bury something there, you know, just bury it and it's mm-hmm. over. It's done quickly, easily. 
they're picking boulders up off the beach, mm-hmm. taking them over there. They're the right size. And yeah, no big deal. Yep. So that's, I guess that's the end of uh, the episode. But then next we should time. talk on about the next time on the Curse mm-hmm. of Oak Island. So in my notes, I have they do some digging in the swamp with Rick, Alex, uh, Jack, and Gary, and possibly Billy because someone's got to be running the of excavator, right? And they find a cone-shaped artifact. Yes. And we see, is it Carmen? Or someone says that's definitely off a ship. Yeah, Carmen Lake. They they take it right back to Carmen. Marty does, personally. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, there's like a bromance there, you know? like he, Totally. He, he is, he Bromancing is, the iron. Yeah, he, he's digging the blacksmith. He likes the information he's given because it's like hard data, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like something he can, you know, it, it's based on Carmen's... Uh, you expertise know, expertise <laughs> but you know he could he could have something wrong too you know yeah. H- human air is a thing but i mean he's an expert and yes. he's just he's all in you know yeah, yeah absolutely and i don't know my <clears throat> first thought was it looked like the tip of like a really large <coughs> a really large art- artillery like and then there'd be a shell off a ship but then it looks like a plumb line yeah, but, it looked, it looked so like a, a fishing sinker. <laughs> right. All right, so Billy's digging in the uplands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack jumps down into the hole. It appears that they found a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Marty says there's a massive structure down there. It was something like I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. also the other thing. Mm-hmm. That was the, oh, the, the yeah. phone call they ended on that blew my mind. Yeah, in the war room. How mm-hmm. uh, they had a phone call, yeah. It sounded like that was Dr. Spooner, the, the swamp doctor. Good old swamp doctor. I couldn't, that was a really good catch because I could not place the voice. And so it's very likely that it was, <coughs> very likely that it was the s- swamp doctor. And that would make sense because I've been spending a lot of time in the swamp. Yep, absolutely. So absolutely. that's what's next time on the Curse of Oak Island. Uh, what else do we have to talk about today? Uh, just to wrap up, like we said, we've got we've been very surprised by the overwhelming amount of response that we have got from people about buying merchandise and cards and trying to figure out how to set that up. Uh, the website has been undergoing a complete revamp. <laughs> so bear with me as it is not absolutely perfect, but it looks pretty good. So you should be able to go on there and get some trading cards here any moment now. And that's www.oakislandpodcast.com. Um, and Don't we have clotworthies? Yeah, we do. I just realized that. Yeah, Thank so you. All right. Last week's winner for was? the clotworthy moment is... An old iron pickaxe, possibly used for tunneling, and found near the eye of the swamp. Pickaxe won by a landslide by a pick <laughs> by, a, by a landslide that hits jack in the back yeah it yeah. did jack attack yeah that was good okay um, well good job to everybody that voted for that one <laughs> thank you all right now what's okay it? we got two new ones to vote on this week here's okay. the first one mm-hmm. the iron strap from an old ship and found near the mysterious stone paved area in the swamp okay i like one. it it's one a good more. One. All right, one more. A log, similar to the ones used to build the massive U-shaped structure uncovered at Smith's Cove last year. 
Mm. Okay, they're both really good ones. They're both really I, good. I just couldn't decide. So those will be up for you to vote for. Well, that's not up for you to decide. It's for up for the listeners to decide anyway, yes. so it's fine. Yeah, go to www.facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast, and you'll be able to vote on the Clotworthy Moment. You could also vote on Twitter, and that's at Oak Island Pod on Twitter. Yes. And, of course, they'll be hashtagged as Clotworthy Moments. That's right. Um if you want to reach us anytime, you can always email us, and that's at oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can also find us on Instagram at Oak Island Podcast, like we mentioned on Facebook at Oak Island Podcast, and on Twitter at Oak Island Pod. Yeah, and if you want to call us, we do have a voicemail line. We'd love to hear you uh, call us and talk to us about whatever you want, theories, mm-hmm. what uh, our podcast, the show, whatever. Uh, you can reach us at 360-836-4549. Yes, you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, our channel is called Oak Island Podcast. Go figure that out. Yeah, it's probably just <laughs> youtube.com slash Oak Island Podcast, right? So, <laughs> yeah, just type Go in. there, check out some of our videos. You know, you can look at our cool friends mashup there or our yep. full house mashup, or you can even catch our podcast there yep. in the future. So, Yep, you can also do that all at our newly revamped website, oakislandpodcast.com. Yep, and remember, go to patreon.com slash oakislandpodcast and you can get yourself uh, signed up to support us and we can se- we'll can send you uh, Oak Island trading cards every single month for doing so. That's right. You're going to get them as soon as they're released. The new ones coming out here for March are good. Yes, they are. Amazing. Can't wait. Can't wait. New Can't theme. Wait. All right, is there anything else to add this week? <gasps> I think that's about it. and I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, we had a great week. We did have a this great week. This was an week. amazing week of Oak Island. So so we'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you on Tuesday at on the live stream on Facebook, on our Facebook page at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. There you go. Yes. That is <laughs> our pre-game time yeah and you can interact with us it's a lot of fun it is it's a good time had by all so until next time could it be gotta follow the clues see where they lead yep let's go get us let's go kick some oak island butt